This week on the Media Virus Podcast, Hide and Seek Champion Ruins Christmas. Tiny ancient statue with enormous penis located in England is likely not an effigy of an Englishman or of Big Daddy. The source of widespread boners across seven decades, Barbara Eden still has it at 91. She brought it from she bought it from talented doctors, but she has it nonetheless. All this, author John Bernardo, Maddie's TikTok Nonsense Corner, uh, some real talk with the guys, Stanley brings us more Just the Tips, and a special report on Rap Snacks on this, the 123rd episode of the Media Virus Podcast. It's the Media Virus Podcast! Let's point and laugh at the world burning around us with executive producer Mike Latouris. We're going to start over. BBC correspondent Stanley McFadden. Makes me tingly in an unfamiliar way. Grease Monkey Pete. Damn, Big Daddy. Here's the thing about the Media Virus Podcast. It's really well done. And now, spreading the sage nihilism of an aged Gen Xer, your host and mine, the star of our show, the incomparable Maddie Rock Death. Hot damn do we have a show for you people this week. I am Maddie Rock Def, the maddiest of all Rock Defs, and proof positive that anyone can have a podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Media Virus Podcast. Please like, subscribe, follow, share. I want to take a minute and thank all of the new subscribers that we've gotten. Thank you very, very much. Uh, if you want to give us a call, you can give us a call at 646-VIRUS-01. That is 646-VIRUS-01. And you might make it on the show. You can call us anytime. You don't have to call us while we're doing the show. You can call us and leave a message, and then we'll play your stupid message, whatever dumb shit you have to say. We'll play it, and that's how you get on the podcast. Isn't that exciting? That is exciting. Uh, anyway, we're going to find out more in B-Block about uh, this week's guest, he is a writer, a producer, a documentarian, uh, and the author of uh, Just a Typo, uh, The Cancellation of Mo Riverdale, uh, which is available on Amazon. Uh, Mr. John Bernardo. John, how you doing, man? Good. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, Mo River Lake. Do you get my name right? You got to get my uh, main character's name right. That's what I said. <laughs> uh, Riverdale, I think. I think you're thinking of Archie and Jughead. That's not oh, quite you know where what? we are. I'm- I, I sincerely apologize. <laughs> it's okay. It's I fine. Wrote, um, I wrote out uh, what looks like river. Um, so, yeah, because I ran out of room on the page. It's all right. It's, uh, as long as you got my name right, right? That's the most I guess that's that, but it's, it's just a typo. The cancellation of Mo River Lake, uh, and it is available on, on Amazon. You can get a paperback, you can get a Kindle, or you can get I was really pissed off to find out 10 minutes ago that you could be an audiobook, and I've been reading all week. Let me tell you about, I hate reading, um, but I did. Enjoy, I tell you what, I really did enjoy um, what I, I'm sorry. I haven't finished it yet. I'm on page like 145, um, you know, and uh, I was just telling, you know, just telling Mike uh, how much he would enjoy some of the little details, you know, in the book that will, I guess we can, we can delve into, um, you know, more later on in the show, I did want to fill, uh, and I did notice, I didn't notice this before. And it's just, it's kind of just a weird coincidence. Uh, cause I had mentioned last week on last week's program that, um, my, my niece, 
um, uh, was uh, being taken out of, she was taken, being taken out of the ICU. Yeah. Um, and she was being put into what they call comfort care, uh, where they were not going to, she was uh, from the chemo and the cancer and, and everything. She was so weak that if they had tried to attempt any kind of reviving, it would have collapsed her rib cage. Uh, so my niece did, did she, she lost her fight on uh, Monday. So, um, I just wanted to fill in everybody, uh, you know, on that. And, uh, so I've been, my head's been everywhere. So I've been actually kind of thankful, uh, you know, for having to, to read John's book, uh, because it's been a distraction. It's been something, it's been something else, you know, I've had to, uh, something I've had just to distract me and take me, take me out of, you know, the, um, the grief and such. And I did see that, uh, you know, you, you had a battle with cancer. Yeah. In fact, um, I'm so sorry, like shocked here to come on the show and be ready to laugh and hear that news. I'm sorry for that loss. I mean, I'm thinking of myself, I, how fortunate I am. I had cancer. In fact, uh, what today is March 15th, correct? Yes. Yeah. 30, uh, 38 years ago on this very day. Uh, the Ides of March, I had a surgery to remove the cancerous tumor from my left leg, osteogenic sarcoma. Um, I don't remember much of the day because I was under anesthesia for pretty much all of it, 11-hour surgery. And that's the day I look back on as the day that, um, you know, again, I feel horrible saying this now with your loss, but I mean, that saved my life. I've saved my leg, saved my life. Um, I'm walking around still today. It's amazing. So, but that's 38 years ago on this very day, which is amazing that I'm here on the show and you're talking about that. Yeah, no, I have this ability to have a very, uh, like gallows humor, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it was one of those things where, um, I was going to bring it up anyway, cause I brought it up last week and I hope that people that I love, pay attention to what I'm doing. <laughs> and I, I didn't want it to go without being mentioned uh, and bring everything down and then kind of bring everything back up again. Uh, but you, you think about things like people die all the time, you know, and, and, you know, it's, it's when it, it's when it hits, hits close that you, you know, you really, really starts to affect you and you start, you start to count your own, you know, your own blessings. So you know, it's not, it's, I, I'm thankful to have you here. I'm thankful that you wrote the book. I'm thankful that, you know, I'm thankful that you're here talking, talking to us now. Uh, you know who, um, somebody who's not here uh, is the, uh, the hide and seek champion. Of, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, a woman finds her husband's body while getting Christmas decorations from a closet eight months after he went missing. <laughs> An Illinois man reported missing last April was found dead eight months later in a hideaway closet at his home. According to Fox... He was just hiding from his like, kids? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it's Illinois. Did they say he got stuck? According to Fox affiliate KTVI, Madison County Coroner's Office confirmed last week that Richard Mage, 53, had died by suicide. No, I. Oh shit! He wasn't just hiding from his kids. Oh, I thought he got stuck. <laughs> Apparently not. Uh, the outlet oh, wow. reported that Richard disappeared on April 27th last year after calling his wife Jennifer to tell her that he was leaving work early. But Jennifer couldn't find or contact him after she returned to their house in Troy, where his car was parked outside. During an initial search of the home, police were unable to locate the missing man. Later, a second search was conducted at the home after Jennifer complained of a smell. 
As Jennifer prepared for the holidays on December 11th, she went to look hey, for... John, you remember how I mentioned that I hate reading? <laughs> I, and I really... I did not know this was a suicide story. <laughs> I thought the guy got stuck and it was like a... No. Missing person. Yeah. And I... Yeah. So, so it's my fault. <laughs> she went to look for Christmas decorations in a storage area behind clo a clothes cupboard under the staircase in the home. She recalled she recalled to the Bel the Belleville News Democrat. I guess that's the local paper. That's where she found her husband's body eight months after he was last seen. I decided to put up the Christmas tree and was looking for a tote of Christmas ornaments, and that's when I discovered him, she said. He had committed suicide. A report Wait, from the Madison. Okay. So he didn't go looking for like he didn't he wasn't hiding presents and got stuck. Doesn't look that way, no. I was really lost. <laughs> Sorry. A uh, report from Madison County Coroner Steve Nahn released uh, on Thursday and cited by KTVI confirmed Richard died by suicide. No evidence of foul play was found during the autopsy. Is there a timestamp in the link list? Because uh, I would really like to know what time of day I posted. I, I sent this over because <laughs> I could not. I had to be in the morning. Let me see uh, if I can pull that up. I have to I have to get back to the list. I don't have it in front oh, of Oh, it's me. not that important, right? We'll, we'll check it later. Um, Damn, so so when did he go missing, did you say? Uh, the 27th of April. Oh, wow. Uh, cool. Kelly Rogers, the county's chief deputy coroner, told the outlet the police noticed a sewer-like smell inside the re residence, which they described as a hoarder home. So the residence was like a hoarder home. That's what she said. That's what they say. Uh, Rogers told KTVI that the body was in a mummified state, explaining that it might not have had a strong odor, <clears throat> which they, which could be why it took so long to find it. Uh, Jennifer told the News Democrat that the family held a funeral for Richard in January. She said she understands why police missed Richard's body, telling the outlet that they wouldn't have what known about... What is the fucking shithole? I don't know. I don't know how... We almost didn't find him at all. But this smell, I thought that there was a cat smell like that a little while back, but it was... like It's apparently a hidden closet. So, I mean... Hidden closet. Everything was hidden. It was, did they have pictures of the house? No. No. No? No, they've... Did they find a miniature statue with a giant dick? No, but they found one of those in England. Uh, metal detectorists thought they found a split pin. It was actually a 2,000-year-old Celtic statue with an enormous penis. I oh, do it's Celtic. I do have of course pictures it of that. Penis. Uh, an English couple found a miniature figurine. Da -da 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 -da. You have an image of this thing? Yes. I was going to give you some details, but we can, oh, we, can, we can start with a look. Step on we can start with a look. Oh, not that. There. So here we go. It's got a little face. It looks like it was a keychain. You see the loop on the back of the head there? <laughs> Wait, did it? Does it move? All right. So it appears to oh. be hinged. <laughs> it's a hinged. <laughs> it's a it's a hinged phallus. That's that's a door knocker. <laughs> <laughs> No, you, well, you, you put it on the bedroom door, right? And then when she's in the mood, she flip it up, and then you knew, right? Well, and then, well, when you get there, if it's up, you can hang your coat on it. 
<laughs> These guys got no arms or legs, though. Just, just cock. It's all you need. It's all you need. It's true. Probably carved by a woman, if you had to ask me. Uh, let's see here. A uh, statue of a small man with a really big bronze penis in his right hand was found. Apparently, he does have arms. Uh, in his right hand was found uh, in an English field last year and could sell for hundreds at auction in the coming weeks, according to a release by the auction house Noonan's. Paul Shepard, who has been a detectorist for 25 years, and his wife Julie were at a detector rally in. Hackenby, Lincolnshire, when they were alerted to something buried beneath the stubble field. After digging 10 inches into the ground, the couple recovered what they thought was a split pin, uh, which is a tool used to fasten bolts. After taking a harder look at the figure, the couple realized that it actually had a a two-inch tall Celtic-age statue with an oversized moving member. Oh, I've got another photo. Oh, we got more photos. That's good. The penis pendant is uh, to be put up for auction in Mayfair, London on March 8th and 9th, so it, it apparently has happened by now. Uh, it could bring an estimated eight to 1,200 uh, pounds. Pounds. Uh, which would be uh, up to $1,440. No one's going to pay 1400 bucks for a dick that doesn't vibrate, dude. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Yeah. There's some collectors out there. Nigel Mills, a consultant of coins and artifacts at Newman's, said that uh, in a statement that there was nothing the quite like it. What's that? <laughs> There's nothing quite like it. The statue uh, dates back. Never seen a cock that nice. The statue dates back to the first century A.D. and could have been a fertility idol based on Rome, the Roman god Mercury. This male figure with its hinged oversized phallus would have had symbolic powers of good luck and warding off evil spirits that may have served as a locking mechanism or a buckle to hold a belt and uh, scabbard for a sword. Like a like something from a pirate's? Well, it would have, yeah. you know, a, a belt and, you know, a sheath for your sword. No, it gives me an oversized hinged phallus. <laughs> I, no, but I bet you'll tell me. <laughs> Old episodes of I Dream of Genie. <laughs> Every one of us, right? So, I Dream of Genie starred Barbara Eden, 91. Really looks ageless at this Be- Beverly Hills event. And and honestly, there's some photos here. It, it's it's really spectacular. I was surprised. Um, and she has paid some really talented doctors to make this happen, I'm sure. But, uh, I mean, she doesn't, she doesn't necessarily look like she did in the series, but... That's I mean, not, for a 91, dude, my dad's 91, and he doesn't look anything like that. No. We all, we all <laughs> watch that show. <laughs> yeah, we all. <laughs> we all watch that show with the hope that there would be some sort of wardrobe malfunction. Nipple slip. You know, whatever. Or, or maybe that they'd I, show her belly button once. One of, one of my favorite memories was, uh, is my, my friend Aaron. He brought over the Andrew Dice Clay tape. And if you remember, do you know the, the bit I'm talking about? Not specifically, no. Yes, yes, I know what you're yes. talking about. He because says, if I had says, a genie, and he, yeah, go ahead, I'll let yeah. you tell it. It's your no, story. No. He says he, 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 part of it is he says, <laughs> if I was if I was Major Nelson, I would stand across the room and have her make her tongue ten feet long. 
And then he goes on and he says, yeah, and if you got close enough to the screen, you could see Bush. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barbara Eden. Yeah. How about it, right? <laughs> Not quite as hot. Who's the actress? I can't remember the fucking name. Played uh, Princess Leia. Carrie Fisher. Yes. Carrie Fisher. Dude, how many times in Return of the Jedi where they're swinging off of the of oh, Jabba the Hutt's major vessel onto that smaller vessel, have you paused to try to catch Carrie Fisher's bush? Because you swore <laughs> to God, because you swore to God, you could see it. It's like, wait a minute, there, there it is, there it is. That and that, I don't know if that got paused more or the 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 midget that supposedly hung himself or hanged himself at the Wizard of Oz. You know what I'm? Do you know what I'm talking about, John? Yeah. Uh, well, there, I, there's also Ariel in the Little Mermaid. Uh, apparently, the animators who would get bored drawing frame by frame by frame would drop a nipple slip in there. And now, in the age of DVDs, or actually in that age of DVDs, because we're beyond that now, people would go frame by frame where you really couldn't do that in the theaters, of course, or TV. And we'll find that frame where you can see Ariel's nipple uh, nipple slip. <laughs> Back to Carrie Fisher for a second. Back you know to what George Fee. Lucas did. He convinced Carrie Fisher not to wear underwear in that for the scene? role. Well, for the role at all. Can, for the role, for the for the role, because he convinced her that being in an advanced society, they had, you know, surpassed having to wear underwear. They they just didn't need it anymore. Just didn't need it anymore. I feel like that that movie would have, dude. That whole the whole the whole saga would be completely different if they made Princess Leia wear panties. And did they make her wear panties? In the last three. God, I hope so. You know what I mean? You had to wear Depends probably. Oh, man. Han Solo, Han Solo would have him around the, like, the rearview mirror of the Millennium Falcon. Never <laughs> 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 yeah. tell the me the odds. Chewie's in the corner chewing the crotch out of him. <laughs> Chewie, all dog owners, so we all get the reference. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Oh, there's a Lando Calrissian bit in there somewhere. Not sure. <laughs> but my Billy D's not that good. So, but yeah, Barbara Eden. I mean, thinking back, but you know, all those reruns, they they really uh, they taught us what hard ons were all about. I mean, Barbara Eden, Susan Day, Maureen McCormick. Mm. Those are my three, anyway. Yeah. What about um? Oh, fuck, I can't remember her name. Tootie from The Facts of Life. Well, you know. Just a set of cans. Yeah. Tootie. Then there was Corky from Life Goes On. I, I was thinking more of Blair from, from uh, Facts of Life. You got the reference. Wasn't, was Tootie the fat one? No. Tootie no, was that, was, uh, that was... Mindy Cohn was the... I forget what her name was. Uh... Tootie was the was the black girl. Uh, was Garrett it? had a nice set of tits. <laughs> well, that goes without saying. I'm just, I mean, we're listing off, you know, we're listing mm -hmm. off, wait a minute, you know, dude, who's the boss was a treasure trove. Oh. Yeah. Think about it. You had every age group. You had the Judith Light. You had the teenager. Alyssa, Alyssa Milano. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. That's right. Alyssa and Milano. And later on, you had uh, Charlie, no, but, what's her name, um, from the, uh, Kevin James, his wife, were on. Uh, oh yeah, Leah Remini, King of Queens. Leah, Re Leah Remini. She played. She played Charlie on on uh, on Who's the Boss? Like a another runaway girl or whatever. Oh, something like that. Oh, wow. 
Look at you being. I must have checked out after uh, after a certain point. <laughs> Missed that one. Well, um, I think that closes out our, our A block. Sure uh, you can always give us a call at 646-VIRUS-01. You can check out everything the media virus at themediavirus.com. You can even send me an email, maddie at themediavirus.com. Uh, you can send one to PML or just Pete at themediavirus.com. Um, did I miss anything, Mike? No, I think that's about it. You reminded everybody you can dial 1646-VIRUS-01. They can go to themediavirus.com. And we'll be back right after this. Good. All right, that's the A block. Yeah, we, we handled that one with dignity and grace. <laughs>